Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. guys episode 46 yes (laughs) so last week we talked about like meeting ourselves where we are with desire what the reason you like why cultivate desire how to meet ourselves and made sense of like what our body was doing and one of the reasons why we don't want to experience desire is because we're unwilling to experience disappointment (laughs) right We don't want to have the agony of defeat. And it feels like ass, right? Our willingness to experience the other 50 is basically what we're saying, right? So I want to recap just a little bit. Disappointment comes, A, because we don't recognize our ability to create yet for so long, We've been waiting for seats at other people's table. And this generation probably is the first generation that we're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to ask for permission. I don't need you to make room for me. I can build my own table. That's new for our culture in a lot of ways. So it's something that we haven't cultivated, like we get to create. So until we understand that we are creators, we really are, have a, a greater tendency towards fear and the disappointment because we're like, if I don't have full control over whether or not I can create it in our brain, there's a greater chance that I'm going to be disappointed. And of course, we are unwilling to feel disappointment. So the other way we understand disappointment is we understand and be okay with experiencing it, like make it okay to experience discomfort. Like, I remember LeBron James saying one time when he lost a finals game, he went home, went into his room for like three days and closed the curtains. Like, willingness to experience the emotion, willingness to feel like ass, but he wanted that ring. He wanted that championship. He didn't dampen and said, oh, it's okay. I'm LeBron. I don't like whatever, because that's the way he would have played. He wanted it. So he played that way. He didn't get the outcome that he wanted it. So he had to be willing to feel like ass in order to like have that desire, right? So being willing to experience discomfort is the second thing. But the third thing is recognizing, and this is where thought comes in, recognizing that even though we're experiencing discomfort, right? The disappointment that we're experiencing is because of the story we are telling ourselves about the outcome, not the outcome itself. When we make it about the outcome, like I don't want to desire it because if I desire it and it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointment is not really true. Okay. The outcome doesn't cause our disappointment. Our thoughts, our story, what we're making that outcome mean 
is what's causing our feeling of disappointment. So really, disappointment is optional. I also believe, I'm not one of those airy-fairy, like, just change your thoughts. I think the human experience is like, yes, I get to be a human. And even though I know I'm creating these thoughts, like, oh my God, I wish this was coming a different way and this hurts. And like, if I had done this, if I had done that, and I can't believe they did this, they chose this and that disappointment, I know that's the story that I'm creating it. So I get to allow myself to experience that. And then while I'm experiencing it, once I let that pass through me and I'm not resisting that, then I get to do my work on what the story is. Like, what am I making it mean? And like, let's just say LeBron's example, since I just said LeBron's example. At some point in those three days, those thoughts had to have changed from, I don't know what his thoughts were, because I don't know LeBron, but if it was me, my thoughts would be like, I let my team down. I can't believe it. Who do you think you are? See, like the whole world was looking at you. I was supposed to have done it or anything like that, right? And at some point I would have been like on day two and I did my best. That's all I could do, right? And maybe it's like, oh, it's because we didn't have this key person. We were operating at a lack, like this is what we need and start solving for it. Like once I've experienced it and allowed myself, then I start solving for it. I start looking like, okay, well, where were the reasons? I start evaluating like what worked? What didn't work? What am I optimizing? Where did I show up? Where did I did not to? Did I sleep late? Like start taking ownership of it, start looking at the story and then start deciding how you're going to interpret it for yourself. I've said this once and I'll say it again. Some of you guys have been following me for a while. When I left my job as a full-time nurse anesthetist and I went to life coaching full-time, that was like one of those scary as fuck decisions. Like, who are you? Why are you leaving your good, good job? And if you hadn't listened to that episode, please listen to it. But one of the things I decided was ahead of time, this is me, this is emotional management at its best. If it doesn't work out and I have to go back and get a job in anesthesia full-time, working whatever, I decided that I will never make it mean that I wasn't supposed to do what I did. That is not the story I'm going to tell myself. Will I be disappointed? Maybe, but I won't be disappointed in myself. That I have control over. That decision I made ahead of time. The disappointment won't be in myself because I set myself up. I took the chance. I bet it on me. That's what I decided the story is I'm going to tell myself. Now, there may be some other things like, okay, you didn't do this like when you should have. I wish you had known this thing. And I haven't the slightest idea what it is, but I'm sure there'll be some other things that I would have to unpack, right? But it will be my A, willingness to experience the discomfort and allowing it because it's only in allowing it that we then can go and ask ourselves the questions, see what the story is, and then rewrite it, evaluate, ask yourself, is that even fucking true, right? And find out how you can always be the Shiro of the story. So in other words, I said all this to say, 
that the disappointment that we feel when we have a desire doesn't have to be as intense as we make it out to be because we control the intense meter, (laughs) if that's a word, through our thoughts. And that's through the story that we're going to tell ourselves. So you can have a little talk with yourself when you're desiring something, when you're going for something big, that's scary as fuck, that's outside your comfort zone. You can have a little talk of yourself of what you will and will not do. Like what are your non-negotiables? For me, I give myself permission. Okay, I'm gonna give yourself permission to go all in. And I ask myself, okay, but if I go all in, what do I need? Where's my safety net? What do I need in order to go all in? And a lot of times for me, it's like, you don't get to talk bad about yourself. Okay, well, what would I say about myself? And what are those things that I think I'm gonna say about myself? I look at that and like, how is that not true? What's the other story? And I convince myself of that truth before I even decide to start sparking that desire. So sometimes in sparking the desire, you have to go and be willing to experience the discomfort of the disappointment and then set up, okay, well, if I'm disappointed, why will I be? What would I say to myself? What will other people say? Write that down. What's my response? And start working on those and like believe them like, yeah, that's true. My fellow CRNA friends will probably think I'm crazy. And if I have to go back, there may be some little rumblings. And what I did was like, what are some of the things that they're going to say? And what's my response to myself? I don't even have to say it out loud, but what's my response to myself? My response is like, but you got in the fucking arena, queen. That arena gets me through anything, y'all. Like you did it. You got in the arena because I know 90% of the people, they're in the stands And it's so easy to say what you want to say on the stands. But say all that shit while you on the floor fighting the gladiators, right? Fighting the 10 foot tall giants. Say that shit then, right? As you can see, like my attitude about it changed. I've cultivated that, right? As you can feel my energy with it. I took the time to really set that belief up. Me being in the arena, oh, It's on. So I don't know if yours is like I'm in the arena or whatever it is, but find that thing that allows you to go all in. And it doesn't matter if anybody says anything, you're like, but I got you. I'm proud of you. Because when you find those things and those answers and you do that work, now you've cleared the path for you to cultivate desire. Who knew we were going to talk about desire for like three weeks, (laughs) y'all? I told you it was a heavy topic, right? It's like when we put it all together, we have to understand our cultural history, the danger of desiring more, our cultural history of the immorality of desiring more, our cultural history of like, who do you think you are? And in our lack of tools of meeting ourselves with experiencing discomfort and not making that mean stop, but, oh, this is my area to work on. It's just a place where I get to work, right? And then learning how to meet ourselves, learning how to prepare, have our emergency protection plan is what I tell my clients. Like, let's get our emergency break open in case of emergency plan. What are some of the things that you're going to tell yourself? 
What are the things that is non-negotiable? Okay. I hope this helps. And I hope you guys start cultivating all the desire for a fabulous life. Not because that external shit, I'm not talking about that. Like, so you can post on Instagram and everything. And of course, there's nothing wrong with posting your excellent life on Instagram. That's not what I'm saying, but not from a outside in. When you do it this way, it's from an inside out, right? Like when you work on, I'm going to talk to myself about what I think other people are going to say if I don't make it, if I fall flat on my face, what is my emergency prepare it plan? That's your net, right? If you take care of all of that, there is a groundedness to you when you go do the shit. And when you go do the shit and you fail and you get back up and you keep going and then you finally have it, there's not even this brag about it, this like, of course, about it because you created it like you were creating that desire from the inside out and you cultivating it. And it's it's not even shallow. I can't even explain it, but it's like it's just who the fuck you are. I want that for you guys. Have any questions on desire? We're going to do a masterclass on it. Come join us. And listen, we're getting ready to hit if we haven't already hit 10K because I'm batching this whole series. So I've batched this in one day. So we may have already hit 10K, but please give me a review, good, bad, or ugly. Share this. Stop right now what you're doing. Go to Apple Podcasts and give me a review. Because that's how other people hear about this. I love the fact that I do thought work, but I think saying it from our point of view with our language, sharing our experiences matters. And if you think so too, share this podcast with some of your good girlfriends. And until then, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper, with me as your guide. Opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. Brickjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.